Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. We are at the top of page uh, Tuf Lamed Hay, <clears throat> on the end, at the end of the third line. Um, we have been discussing at length the uh, Eved Nemon. And as it turns out, the structure, I think I mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. Uh, the system, systematization of this series of Maimarim is exquisite. Um, as pedagogically perfect as you could, you could imagine. We began with very basic general ideas regarding the Eved Nehman, the Eved Pajit, the Ben, and someone called the Oyev. Um, and we recycle them. With every mimer or two, we come back to the same subject <clears throat> on a deeper level, more complexity, more sophistication. This is our third uh, uh, approach to the Eved Nehman, and the beauty of it is that we've predigested uh, the basic fundamental material, so we know quite a lot, actually. Now the Rebbe is bringing us to a, a level of sophistication, which is... Uh, uh, it's quite remarkable, and we begin to see that these categories are far from simple. They are far from straightforward. There's, they're not black and white. Of course, one could learn this on any level that one wishes, but this is Samach Vav. Um, and therefore, although we may not go into great detail and depth <clears throat> on every nuance, the Rebbe at least points out these nuances so that we have some sense of the tremendous complexity and sophistication of the ideas that we're dealing with. <clears throat> In any case... We uh, have learned in the past that the Eved Neman, first of all, is an Eved, which means that whatever he does requires exertion. It's, it requires his own effort. Um, the Eved Neman, his uh, avida, uh, his, his service to the master, to the king, is one of love. It's motivated by love. Anything that a person does has to have motivation, obviously. Um, in the case of the Eved Nehman, the motivation is love, an intense love, a very uh, a fabulous love, a sense of love, and this love uh, motivates the Eved Nehman to seek out the tainug of the king, to produce for the king tainug, to bring the king to a state of absolute delight. Uh, this is his life, this is his avoida, this is what he's motivated by. Um, now, obviously, he has him, uh, himself a sense of tainug, an appreciation for tainug, otherwise he would not be in a position to uh, provide, uh, provide it to the king. So this man's whole life is a life of love, a life of simcha, a life of tainug, a life of delight, a life of commitment based on love. Where does the love come from? Very simple. Uh, it comes from hasag uh, It comes from knowledge. It comes from understanding. As the Rebbe has pointed out previously, <clears throat> this is an individual who has, this is the Rebbe's Lashem, hasag in Ein Soif. Not only in Ein Soif as, it's, uh, as it transcends Eulamais, but his Naso Sa'atzmi, the essence of Ein Soif, which is transcended in and of itself, way beyond the system, way beyond anything that we would regard as, uh, uh, as um, an object of Seichel or approachable through the mind's eye. Nonetheless, that's what this individual has. So we're talking about extremely lofty level of cycle, extremely lofty level of emotions, of uh, dimensions of Midas, and a very beautiful, um, very beautiful Avoida. Turns out that um, it's more complicated than we thought. It's not all his own doing. That no, not everyone can become an Evid Nemon. <clears throat> the Evid Nemon 
is qu- actually uh, uh, is quite a lofty neshama. The, the sharish of the Avendamon is a very high sharish. We then say, of course, it's, these are all neshamas of biabri, yitzir, and asiya. But nonetheless, well, that's what we would think of generally as seder shtalshas, etzilas, being an oilamein soif. Um, but being that that's the case, <coughs> there are madregas, there are levels. And uh, neshamas are rooted in different levels. The, the level of the evidemon, of course, there are a variety of types of evidemon. There's no end because each individual has his own root, his own source, and his own mission in life. But generally speaking, the evidemon is rooted in an extremely high level. A high level which is close to its silas, which means that it's close to Gilead Soif, that it's, it's shy to have some concept or to be able to conceptualize in some way or Ein Soif. Uh, that this light glows on him, so this is a person of, of lofty sensibilities, of lofty perceptions, of, of fabulous understanding. Um, uh, and of course, the Midas naturally, naturally follow. So it's not all of his own doing. He is an avid, but not not completely. It's it's uh, much of it is a product of uh, of his source, of where he comes from, of his root, his source, uh, his evolutionary history, uh, what have you. And of course, this means there's no end of, of variety because we're dealing with with three oilemites, Bri, Yitzir, and Asiya, ten spheres in each oilem. Um, this is the avid nemon that we've been discussing. Is someone is still is an avid, even though the avid is not burdensome to him. It's a delight, it's a pleasure. Nonetheless, he does have to exert to some extent. He's not uh, blotted out by physicality. He's not struggling with his physicality. But nonetheless, there is some dimension of physicality to him, and this requires some effort, some exertion. And in this sense, then, he's not the Ben. The Ben is a, is a Neshama of Atzilis. And the Neshama of Atzilis is Atzilistic, as we've said many times. So right now, in the middle of uh, this concept of the Eved Naman, we're trying to understand. We're on page Tuf Lamed Hay, third line toward the end. V'hine, yef shar loimer b'zeh debitl humram hu b'pinis milamai lamata. Even though this is a lofty individual, with a lofty neshama, lofty sharish of a neshama, who comes from a very exalted source, um, even though he is provided with a guf and a natural life, which is highly refined to begin with. It's a natural lavush, a natural garment, a natural keli, perhaps, for this kind of neshama. The man is a spiritual man, he's both physically and spiritually. Even his nefshabamis and his guf are, are, are primarily interested in the service of the master. What with all that, we cannot say that this service of his or his relationship to the king um, is a product of milamaila lamata, that it's all from above. In other words, he just uh, is ex- expressing uh, what his source lamaila is, and everything comes to him uh, in an effortless way. He's still called an avid. Mitzat in connection with Gilu, in other words, this person is not who he is simply because uh, a huge amount of ore has been revealed within him from, from above. This would be true of Nishamas of Atsilas. The whole thing is or. There is no avoida in a very real sense. There is no effort. There is no tev to overcome. There are no obstacles. There are no barriers. Nothing can stand before or ain't soif. And Atsilas is the revelation of or ain't soif. <clears throat> so here again we have the critical distinction between the ben 
and the Eved Nehman, even though the Eved Nehman um, may in certain respects appear like the Ben in terms of the, the, the love and, and, and uh, devotion that he has to the Master. But in the case of the Eved Nehman, to a certain extent, it's of his own making. Not completely, but to a certain extent. Um, so, uh, and of course, this, this is a tremendous mile that he, he's able to, uh, uh, to produce this. <clears throat> However, so the case of Neshomas Datsilis, it's automatic. The Ben cannot credit himself at all with uh, the holiness or his relationship to his father because it's the relationship of a father to a son, which is a natural relationship, and uh, that's who he is. The Nishamas of Biyah, even the highest Nishamas of Biyah, which we'll talk about shortly, um, no matter where, who they are, where they are, where they come from, no matter what level they come from, there's going to be an element of uh, bodiliness and humrius which has to be dealt with, which has to be overcome and has to be refined. Omnum, however, uh, however, with the lofty levels of the Nishamas of Biyah, such as this Evan Neman that we're talking about at the moment, it's not the eker. It's there. It's, it's not that the man is without problems, difficulties, or obscurities, but they're minimal, and they're minor. Uh, you may recall uh, last time we discussed the <clears throat> level of the Eved Nehman uh, as we compared it to a sar, to a prince. The king has thousands of servants, uh, level after level after level, from the guy who uh, shines the king's shoes to the uh, secretary of state or the, the grand vizier or whoever is, uh, has the king's ear and the king's <clears throat> attention, the advisor to the king. Um, so the guy who shines the king's shoes is in no position at all to appreciate in any way whatsoever the god of the king. He doesn't know anything about the king. He doesn't know anything about Malchus. He doesn't know anything about the king, except that the king is the king. And his job is simply to uh, shine the shoes. That's what he does. Um, the Tsar is also an Evid. He's not a child, he's not part of the king's family, but he's a high-level servant. He's a servant of a high nature, of a fine nature, of uh, substantial intellect, who has a sense and appreciation, can understand the king to some extent, and who delights, absolutely is overwhelmed by the genius of the king, by the, the stature of the king, by all of these things, which he perceives, he's in a position to perceive because of his own nature, which is a very, very lofty nature. Um, so this, is, this would be the uh, idea of the Eved Neman, who is, uh, ha, who is perceptive of Malchus, perceptive of the king in a very real sense. Nonetheless, he is not the king's son, uh, and he, do, he is an individual. He is a person, and he has his own, um, his own issues, uh, which he has to deal with, but they're minimal. Um, so this is the idea of the Eved Neman. So the Eker of the Eved Neman is not that of, uh, of struggling to refine. It's not really that of Biru, the way we think of it. It's not that it's not there. The Rebbe point that it is there. It's called an Evid, after all. Evid implies exertion. But that's not the Iker. The Chaymer of them, in this case we're using Chaymer in the sense of physicality. Um, the, uh, the Rebbe points out that the physicality is not terribly physical. It's... it's, it's Humrius implies, we, we generally, uh, um, you know, we, we uh, 
we, we shrink our noses when we hear the word humrius. Um, the humor of these individuals, the physicality, the, the natural physical nature and life of these people is not terribly humorous. It is not terribly obscuring. It is not terribly uh, compelling. Uh, it does not control the individual to such an extent. It is a very f refined level of physicality. Therefore, Zavida cannot be called an Avaida, which is primarily uh, uh, transforming his nature. Because most of his nature is no problem. Nature doesn't get in the way of this individual. It, it does to a certain extent, and therefore he does have some Avaida uh, along these lines. But um, we cannot call this person someone who is reversing a, a, a negative nature, reversing a problematic, physicalized, coarse nature. It's not him. Um, so th he's a very, uh, is very interesting. He's an extremely interesting level. Not a Ben. On the other hand, he has some of the qualities of Ben. Ulayel's explained above. Nizburin explained. So now the Rebbe takes us into a certain, very briefly, in a certain level of complexity. Again, we, uh, we think, tend to think in simplistic terms. Oh, well, we have a whole uh, hierarchy here, which is very geometric, makes perfect sense. We've got neshamas of Atzilus, and they're all elukus mamish, and they're, they're on the top of the line when it comes to a bittle to the rabbinic law and bittle to the, to the master. They're completely and totally extensions of divinity, uh, and therefore their entire avayda is an avayda in, of Atzilus. It's, uh, it doesn't even relate in, in ways to biyah. Um, there are the, uh, the Eved Nemon, who is a, uh, who's rooted... Uh, at a high level, some very lofty level of uh, Bria, let's say. And therefore, he is, because he's close to Atsilas, Bria is Atsilas' neighbor, and it receives a glow from Atsilas. This person uh, benefits from a revel revealed uh, Ha'ar, at least, a vain soif. His neshama is illuminated. Uh, he comes from a lofty level. He has uh, uh, tremendous virtues and qualities. Um, and then below him, we've got this uh, Evid Pajit, or there could be a whole variety of other people in this Evid Pajit, who, uh, uh, as we'll see a little bit later on, comes from a very low level. And he's got nothing going for him. Whatever he does, he does on his own. That's the way it would look in a very, in the way, uh, in a very simplistic way, in a very straightforward, simple way. The Rebbe is now, in a few lines, filling us in on the fact that don't get too complacent with this kind of thinking because it's not exactly black and white as, as I've just described it. So it's explained there. There are neshamas of atzilis, which are their variations. It's not all one thing. There isn't only one kind of ben. There are neshamas of ma, and there are neshamas of ban, and within neshamas of ma and ban, there are, are, are variations. The neshama of ban... Uh, its main role is the refinement of physicality. Whoa, where does that come from? Is that not the Evid? Does that not mean a Vita? Is that not what we've been talking about? Is the Evid Naman, or more so even, the, the Evid Pajat? Uh, how, how does it fit in with the concept of Atsilas? Well, Atsilas, <clears throat> again, there are different, there are Nishamas rooted uh, in, in different levels. Now, of course, as I said before, we have to keep in mind all Nishamas Israel. Saif called Saif are rooted in Silas. 
Uh, what we talk about being rooted is the most immediate source, the most immediate mucker, uh, which, has a, which influences the life, the destiny, um, and the behavior of neshama as it ultimately materializes in this world. So even though everyone comes from Atzilus, not everybody's Atzilistic. The Atzilus is deeply hidden in the Chelik Elokam Mamish or some dimension of, of, of Amunah or Chachmah. Um, and these, the neshamas of such individuals, their, their perceptions, their perceptivity, and their, their range of possibilities is very much restricted by the world which we say they actually are rooted in, let me be at Bria, be it Seer, or whatever. But nonetheless, what in, the, in these terms then, we can think of the source and root of neshamas of Atzilis. Um, how does it turn out that they are, their avayda is zichochachaymer? Uh, how's their chaymer by them all together? We think of a neshama of Atzilis as a, as a bubble of Atzilis, present as is, un, undiluted, unobstructed, unconcealed, uh, in this world, uh, it's Atzilis nimtza ba'asiyah. Atzilis itself is found in Asiyah <clears throat> in the lives of these people, like Yosef HaTzadik. Um, there is no, the world has no impact on them whatsoever. Their role is not refining the world. Their, their role is to bring Atzma Sein Saif into the world, uh, which they have a, certainly a capability, capacity to do. Well, again, if we look at Atzilis. Atzilis, uh, we look at the Shamas. Neshamas are the product of a zivug. Um, a zivug is a marriage. So you have lamashal, neshamas of uh, a zivug, uh, a za in nukva, of za, zeranpin, and malchus of atzilis. Um, and this is the father and the mother. The father and mother, the mother gives birth to children. Ema banam smecha, these neshamas are born um, uh, and ultimately descend into this world, into a, into a body. But their nature, their nature depends very, very much on, on the the, uh, the source and the relationship that the Zon Malchus have, or the Neshams have with Zon Malchus. So in, uh, it seems perfectly natural that Zah is Atzilis, Malchus is Atzilis as well, but it's Atzilis, which is Shaykh to Um There are Neshamas who are prime, predominantly reflect their father, Zah. They are primarily nishamas of Zah. These would be nishamas of Ma. These would be pure, uh, uh, spiritual, pure, atzilis nishamas. These would be nishamas that cannot in any way be influenced, and for that matter have no connection with uh, physicality in this world. They simply descend as they are, and they bring light everywhere. Uh, there are neshamas who uh, spend a longer time in Malchus, who are, are more of Malchus. Um, the, the, the state of Eber, the state of pregnancy, impacts them more than the neshamas we just discussed. A uh, perfect example would be the neshama of Eliyahu Navi, uh, which uh, spent, uh, who, who, with whom his mother was pregnant for 12 months. That's a long time in Malchus. And therefore, as they emerge, they're still at Silas. But their malchus of atzilus, malchus of atzilus is very, very unique. It's shayach to oilamis, it's shayach to hagbala, it's shayach to metzius in, in, in some very, very transcendent way, but nonetheless it's still shayach. So here you have two neshamas of atzilus, one predominantly reflecting zah, one predominantly reflecting, reflecting malchus. The, the neshama that reflects atzilus we would call a neshama dema, uh, and the neshamas that are predominantly influenced by Malchus or reflect Malchus would be Nishamas Daban. So the Nishamas Dama are not in any way involved in, 
in, in, in Birur or, or in Homer or anything of this sort, but the neshamas of, of Ban are. Um, Certainly the case, if we look at the, the, the situation in a general way, which is really what we're doing at the moment, the neshamas of Ma serve their creator, serve their master with the neshama. The whole thing is neshama. They are the neshama. Their identity is that of the holy neshama as it's rooted in Zah of Atsilas. <clears throat> and their service is a service entirely of, of uh, a ben. They are of the quality, in a sense, of the, of the master. The neshama's deban, the neshama's deban, on the other hand, hein um, Hashem begufim. They serve Hashem with the body. Well, very confusing. Because now, wait a minute, is this not, are we not really discussing the Eved Nemon? And the Eved Nemon is not a product of its seals primarily. I mean, of course, all neshamas are, but in, ter- in practicality, in actuality, in reality, the neshama of the, uh, um, that served primarily with the guf, this is the neshama of Biyad. This is at best um, the, Eved, uh, the Eved Nemon. Yes, he's an Eved, but... He's a very, very refined Evid. He's, he's, uh, he doesn't have to struggle so much. Uh, and of course, if we go down the line, there are different madregs and different levels of Evid. One more involved in Humris and Gashmias and the struggle with physicality than another. So you have a range, you have a whole range of neshamas which are in some way working within and with the world, with the system of the Hishtalshlis as we know it, the system of Mitzias, the system of being. Um, what is an Ashamba Vitzil? It's got to do with a goof. How does it work? How does it relate? Well, there are one of two things here. Either the Neshamba Vitzilis is absolutely unimpeded at all by physicality, that's an Ashamba Dema, or an Ashamba Detzilis is not impeded, is, it's not a matter of being impeded by physicality, it turns the physicality into Kedusha. Okay? This Lamash, we go back to Eliyahu Navi. Eliyahu Navi was an Ashamba Deban, we are told. Uh, and um, he refined his body to the extent that it became like the body of a malach. When he was nostalgic from this world, uh, it wasn't a matter of the soul leaving the body and the body requiring kavura. body did not require kavura. Why? It went with him. It was refined to the extent that it became part and parcel of his spirituality. Only in the Shomvatsilis would have a power to literally convert the very essence of Humris, the essence of Gashmis, into something which is absolutely spiritual and absolutely holy and Kaddish. So, yes, he is in the Shama of Ban. His, his Avaida was working with his body, or in his body, shall we say. Um, but nonetheless, a, a neshama of biyah, a evid neman, would, couldn't possibly do such a thing, couldn't possibly make such a, uh, a absolute radical uh, refinement of physicality such that it becomes actually holy as, as its very source. Um, so this is a neshama deban. Point being, that it's not black and white. There are neshamas, you could have a neshama of etzilis whose primary engagement is with the physical world. You could have a neshama of Biyah, whose primary engagement is with spirituality. Um, there's overlap, uh, and there's quite a bit of complexity here. Oval, the so, so in general, it's the neshama deban, the neshama deban, very good. But even that's a generalization. Even that's an oversimplification. 
יש בזה כמה מיילס ומדרגס, there are many, many מדרגס, many מיילס, many מדרגס, and many seeming contradictions, or I shouldn't say that, many seeming paradoxes. ויש לומר, one could say, דנשמז דמיוחד אבא ואימא דבריה, take בריה, which is in ביאץ, the top of the line, And in Bria Atzma, Ab Ve'ima, that's Chochma and Bina. I mean, that's mamish the end of the line. So you have Neshamas who are primarily reflecting the Yichud of Ab Ve'ima, Allah, Chochma and Bina. You have Neshamas of Bria that are primarily affecting Zah of Bria. הרי הוא גבוהים בכלולס מדרגה, אבוידסם, מאבוידס נשמס דבן דאצילס. וואו. These נשמס, in a sense, in a sense, have, in terms of their avoida, the avoida would seem to be higher than that of the נשמה of בן דאצילס. The נשמה of בן דאצילס, after all, is reflecting its source in מלכוס. These neshamas, yes, they're only Bria, but they're reflecting Abvi'im of Bria, or even or Zah of Bria, somewhat lower Madrega. So there's overlap in terms of Etzem, the neshama Zamaz, no question, it's uh, on, on the loftiest Madrega, certainly greater than uh, the neshamas of uh, Abvi'im or Zah of Bria. In terms of Avoida, it's not clear. Don't forget the neshamas of, of Bria. The Shamas of Abba Imabriya or Zabriya even, um, they have something that the Ben, which is a Nishama of Atsilis, a Nishama Deban of Atsilis, let's say, that doesn't have. The Nishama of Bandatsilis is a given. Its power is given. It is it what it does, what it's capable of, what it accomplishes, is because of its root in in Atsilis, <coughs> in Orient Saifa of Atsilis. In a real sense, there is no Avaida, as we've mentioned many, many times. The Neshama of, uh, of Bria, be it that of Chub of Bria, Ava Im of Bria, or Zah of Bria, there's an Avaida involved, because as lofty as it is, as high as it is, as uh, illuminated <clears throat> as it is from above, nonetheless, it is individuated, it is a Metzias, It has its own self to have to deal with. It is an evid, is an evid nemon. The ben is not an evid. It has a quality of avoida in a sense that the ben does not have. The ben doesn't have a quality of avoida altogether. The evid nemon, his avoida may be minimal in terms of self-refinement, but nonetheless there is an avoida. That gives him a tremendous advantage as we've learned before. <clears throat> so... Bigger is not necessarily better. Higher is not necessarily better. Um, in terms of etzem, higher certainly is better. In terms of actual avoida, performance, and, and um, uh, uh, self-exertion, well, uh, the high neshamas of Bria, in fact, have an advantage over the neshamas of Etzilas. <clears throat> they, they have an advantage. What's the advantage there in the Madrag of Evid? Evid is a fabulous thing. A Ben doesn't have the quality of Evid because for a Ben, the life of pure holiness is, that is his life. That is his natural state. That's who he is. In the case of the Evid, 
it has, it's acquired, it's not necessarily just, it's given to a certain extent, but, it's, it's, but there's an aspect of acquisition, aspect of effort uh, uh, and, and the Vaida. This is true in general, they are avodim, they are not banim, they are avodim. Now, of course, with the Jewish people, I mentioned before, where do we find these people? <laughs> in their pure state, they're few and far between. Um, however, every Jew has something of each of this within us, for the most part concealed. Our, our perspectives, our perceptions, our awareness is largely awareness of our natural lives, of our, of our at best, our nefesh of Shiva sometimes ruach. Uh, at very, very special times, such as Shvi Shal Pesach, neshama itself, but very, it's, it's rare and it's indirect. Our perceptions are those of, of people, of ordinary people. Um, so this is, generally speaking, the union of Biyah <coughs> is a, the, the source of neshamas which can be invo- called involved in Avaita. These are Avadimah. However, given the fact that in a general way everything within Biyah is on a madrig of Evid, nonetheless, the, the loftier neshamas of Biyah, such as those of Abba Ve'im or Zah, there's a tremendous mila in their avoida. They have the, the mila which is theirs by uh, by nature, by gift, by their source and root, and they have a nature which is given to them in order to subjugate, to, be, to fall into the category of Evid so that they uh, exert themselves. All right, so anyway, the main point, if we go back, so, so we have this idea of uh, overlap then between Nishamas of Biyat and Nishamas of Atsilas. I'm sorry, I didn't exactly explain this correctly. The Ashlam, one could say that there is a Mila over their Avaita. What's the Mila? We're talking about the Avaita of the uh, Nishamas of Bria, let's say. Hainu. Shein bedugma bechinis Nishamas dama datsilas. In a sense, the high Nishamas of Bria, the Nishamas which are rooted in Abva Imelmashal or even Zah, um, they have a similarity to the neshamas of Atzilus, to the Ben. There's a bit of overlap here. Why? The Ben receives all of his powers, all of his um, uh, uh, um, avoida in this world, all of his behavior in this world, vis-a-vis his source, vis-a-vis the fact that he's Atzilistic. But the high neshama of Bria, the neshama of Ava Ima of Bria, or even Zav Bria, as the Rebbe pointed out, also, for the most part, receive much of their of their power, much of their uh, mila, much of their, their great superiority is natural because of the fact that Asilus glows to a certain extent in Bria, and they, being lofty neshamas of Bria, are able to pick this up, and, and that becomes part parcel of their being, of their, their spiritual personality, so to speak. So they overlap with the Ben, that the Ben is, is everything milamai lamata, but the Eved Naman also is to a certain extent milamai lamata, not entirely, uh, the avoid is not everything by him. 
The habiru bahem is milamailamata. With them, much of the biru is milamailamata. It's 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 by powers and or perceptions and qualities which are given to to it, not that are are earned or struggled or come as a product of uh, of avoiding uh, avoid, uh, product of effort and exertion. In bavadai hein b'chaisim harbim adregin shomus deban. So we take this neshama of high level of Bria. Well, he's got a little bit in common with uh, the neshama of Ma Datsilis, in a sense. Certainly the neshama of Ban Datsilis. So even though um, uh, his Madrega is, the Madrega is far lower than that of Ban Datsilis. Never mind Ma, but even Ban Datsilis. Why? Because Ban Datsilis is Ban Datsilis. Ma Datsilis is Ma Datsilis. These are Nishams of Atsilis. They are different species than Nishams of Biyah. No matter how, how high Nishams of Biyah are, are rooted, no matter what kind of light, uh, what kind of a aura it glows upon them, which gives them the possibility to be able to, to uh, behave in such a way and to function in such a way that ordinary people couldn't possibly function, to have a love of Hashem, an understanding of Hashem which an ordinary person couldn't possibly have. Even so, nonetheless, they are still neshamas of Bria. The neshama of Ban Demalchus of, of Atzilus is still Atzilistic. Ban um, Atzilus in terms of the mohus and the or that's revealed in them, there's no comparison between a neshama of Atsilis and a neshama of Bria. Atsilis mamish is miyuchet betachlis, Bria is, after all, Bria, Bria Yeshmai, no matter how high you go. So even though there are parallels in many respects, um, and there are mindless of, of Bria, uh, of, of, of Bia, uh, Neshama of Bia over the Neshama of Atsilas, but that Mila is in fact a product of its deficiencies, of its essential deficiency compared to that of Atsilas. Namely, it is it has a problem, it has a Metsias, it has Humris it has to deal with. Now, in the case of the higher levels of Bria, maybe not so much, but nonetheless, it's still there. So we have overlap in terms of, of the reality of the neshama, the source of the neshama, and the avoda of the neshama. There are milas and chasrenas in either case. Nonetheless, um, that nonetheless what you one could say that the that the mode of their avoida is like that of ma so here you have an ashama of an evid nemon of abhan ima let's say of bria whose most of his avoid, most of his service, is bringing in R. As the Rebbe said earlier, oh, he's minimally involved in Birur. He's minimally, minimally involved in self-refinement. It's, it's there because he is Bria, but that's not the main thing. That's not the Iker. The Iker is that his job, his role in this world, his mission in this world, as an Neshama of Ab of, Im, of, of Bria, let's say, is to illuminate. Well, that's the role of the Neshama of Madat Silas. So their roles overlap between, in a sense then, that neshama of Biyah has a role which takes him higher than the neshama of Ban, of Atzilus, whose neshama is not to illuminate, but rather to refine Humrius and Gashmias. Ubedugma um, has been explained elsewhere, Be'inyan, um, 
שהבינו הוא, וזו נקרא זה. אוקיי, וזהו שנסל, this is all, has been explained by Avodisim, ואין בבחינס שנל דאבוידסם, אין בבחינס אבוידה ממש. What does this come back to? Again, this paradoxical nature of the Eved Nehmon. His Avoida is not an Avoida Mamish. What is an Avoida Mamish? An Avoida Mamish is where everything he does requires self-exertion. What is he? He is a person with fabulous qualities and properties in connection with his source, Lamaila, and he's minimally involved in correcting, refining, developing himself and his physicality within the world. Well, that primarily is the avoida, exclusively the avoida of ma, neshamas of ma datzilas. And therefore, his avoida is not an avoida mamish. It's, his, the main thing by him is not the exertion and the effort and the service. The main thing by him are the qualities that he brings to the table vis-a-vis his source, l'mayla. Bahenu, tevam v'chumrim. Their job is not so much the refinement of their nature and their physicality. Why? Because their nature and their physicality, as the Rebbe pointed out earlier, um, is already, to a large extent, refined. But rather, there is a love, a tainug, a joy in their avoida because it is clear to them what they are doing. Uh, so, what the Rebbe has done in these last few lines is indicate to us the fact that uh, the variety of neshamas, uh, of biyah, and even of etzilas, <coughs> are considerable. And that there's overlap. There are functions which accrue more to the Eved Nehman than to the Ben. There are ideas and concepts which accrue to and powers which accrue to the Ben, <coughs> far above that of the Eved, of the Eved uh, Nehman. Um, it is not a black and white situation, uh, uh, which is extremely important to keep in mind. Anyway, this is the uh, situ- situation of the Eved Nehmon, and if nothing else in this last uh, paragraph, uh, we've gotten some sense of the complexity um, and the sophistication of these various dargas. Now we go on to the Eved Pajit, who we haven't really discussed at all at this point. Asher Kolzev, who hefech, all of this, everything we've said now about the Ben, the Eved Nema, the High Eved Nema, the Low Eved Nema, all of this is totally uh, in contrast to the Eved of the Eved, the Eved Pojit, which is exclusively an Aveda of oil, an Aveda of accepting a yoke. The Eved Pajut comes from, his root and source is a low level of Biyah, as opposed to the Eved Nehman, who is a high level, or a very high level of Biyah. This man is the bottom of the bottom. He is uh, rooted in the lowest level of Oilam, Siyam Mastama. He is rooted in the lower levels of the spheres of that particular Oilam. So he is on the bottom of the barrel in terms of his, the, the state of his 
uh, source, and therefore the range of his capacities. He's not given anything. He's given very, very, very little. He's whatever this man is going to do. There's no Haralamila, which is helping him, which is guiding him. There's no inspiration from above. It's all him. He is coarse and thick. He's, he is a shtick flesh. He is a piece of meat. That's what he is, living piece of meat. Shagam uh, gas ruach. His spirituality is coarse. He understands yonim in a way of, of physicalizing, of, of physical mishalim, of uh, in a way of of uh, crudity. Not I don't mean there's anything improper in any of this, <clears throat> but his uh, perspective is absolutely pure. Is one of of restriction, one of physicality, uh, one of um, uh, lack of perceptivity, of spiritual perceptivity. So even his spiritual concepts come out sounding very humoristic, very gashmiistic. Shahar Ruchni is he his gasus, his Ruchni is his gas, his Ruchni is his crude. Um, so physically, spiritually, the man is very, very fleshic. This has been written elsewhere. Moreover, with respect to his uh, neshama, his neshama itself is not much of a keli for or, which is above the neshama. Every stage of the of the of the process, he is bound by limitation. The nature of this man is limitation. It's he is crowded in. He's shackled by restriction. He's shackled by um, uh, concealment. Uh, he's bound in the chains of obscurity, physically and spiritually. He cannot move in the realm of the spirit. Uh, and with this minimal neshama that he's got, which isn't really a keli for our ain't soif, it itself are stuck in a nefshabamis, a guf nefshabamis, which is very, very coarse, very physical, a real piece of meat. Which further conceal whatever he's got in his neshama, it ain't going to get out. Because whatever is there in terms of inspiration, in terms of uh, a, a sense of spirituality, is totally <clears throat> uh, smothered by the physical nature of the body and physical life of that individual. <clears throat> Therefore, this man is shaykh to the gashmis of the world. That's sort of an understatement. His main job is not engagement or involvement in divine things. Yeah, no connection with it. He can't, he can't perceive it, he can't think it, he doesn't have a mind, he doesn't have a heart, he doesn't have anything for Ruchnius. His Ruchnius is already God's. He can, this is not a path for him. He's given over to Inyonim Gashmiyam. That's, that's what he is all about. He's a piece of Gashmis down here. Therefore, he, it goes without saying, naturally and normally, he does not know nor understand so much Inyonim Elukus. 
The kol kach here, again, is critical. It's critical. There's no, there, it's not an absolute. If it were an absolute, we would simply describe this person as an animal. That's all, because that's, that's what we've been described so far. The man has Kedusha within him. He has a Halik Elokamamamamish like every, every Jew. He has an Ashama like every Jew. And if we think about Tanya for a minute, we go back to the last ten parakim in Tanya, in, 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 um, uh, in, in uh, uh, the, the first book of Tanya, uh, in Sefer Shel Bainanim. So we see madregas of individuals. The, the Rebbe emphasizes in those parakim the importance of Ava and Yira as wings of the bird, as to, to elevate one's tefillah, to, to, to bring it to a high level, to make it glow in higher worlds. Uh, and he talks about there's, there are those who, who love and fear God with intellect, these are lofty neshamas, there are those who are only capable of revealing the hidden love, the Ava Musuteris within themselves, these are on a level, uh, a much lower level. And then the Rebbe goes on, on their lower and lower levels, they can't even do that. That have no ability because of their status, stature, and source and root to even to get a squeeze out a bit of ruchnis altogether, a bit of kavana altogether, a, a whiff of avenir altogether, and they yearn for it. They want it. They desire it. The Rebbe points out that the reason that they cannot do that is not their own. It's not of their own doing. They're made that way. They're made that way because they, like every other neshama in the world, from the highest tzaddik to them has a shlichus, and in order to perform their shlichus, they are given exactly what they need in order to fulfill God's purpose in this world, and without them, the universe is not complete. Now, the shlichus may be such that spirituality, that intellectuality, would interfere. Someone who is put in a position where he has to bring kedusha, bring the shechina into, uh, uh, into a butcher shop, well, you don't give him the mind of Rebbe Akiva. Uh, and you don't give them the spirituality of, uh, of Shimon Bar Yochai. And you don't, uh, be, why? Because if he had any more th- capacity, he'd be naturally attracted to the base. He'd never end up in the butcher shop. If he had more of a heart, more of a sensitivity, more av and more year, even tzvius, he would never end up, he would spend his whole day in shul davening and fasting and, and saying tilman, doing whatever he does. The, Rebbe, the, all, the Almighty doesn't need him for those things. The Re- Almighty needs him. There's a piece of creation which is so, so critical, it is so low, it comes from the loftiest place you can imagine. And the Almighty needs him to say barachas, to say tillim, to, to fight with his coarseness, to fight with the coarseness of the place, to not be inundated by financial difficulties, or, 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 or I should say, um, impeded by financial difficulties, not to give in to financial difficulties, physical difficulties, problems, difficulties of spirit, difficulties of the body, all of these things. We're just poor little guy who's trying to scrape out a living in the most difficult place, he is bringing Shulchan Aruch into that place. He is conducting his business according to Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch is Tardah. Who else is going to bring the Shechina into a, uh, I don't use a, a butcher shop, I've never been to one, but I mean, it's not the kind of place that I would feel comfortable working in. But he does it because he must, the circumstances that God gave him, put him there. And he will function. He does not need, nor is he given, great insights in Elikus. He does not need, nor is he given, great spiritual, great uh, dimensions of Avanira. He is given the capacity to take a physical place, which is seemingly absolutely physical, and apply the Torah to it, live a Torah life within it, be within it, and make it holy. 
Um, so again, we go back to the idea that, you know, here we're talking about these different madregas, this is better than that, that's better. No one's better than anybody else. Nobody. Every, the, the highest level of tzaddik would, would envy, this guy, of course, would certainly envy, never mind the highest level of tzaddik, he'd, he'd envy someone who can sit and learn, or someone who can daven could boy. At least that's what he would think is davening could boy. <clears throat> he would... He wouldn't have envy such, for such a person. Little does he know that the great Sadik and the great Balavida has tremendous envy for him because he has come to grips with the chains of physicality and he has won by virtue of nothing more, by virtue of Bittel, by virtue of Kabbalist oil, which we will get into more next time.